Now we shall be reading part 2 of lesson 9, Indian Penal Code 1960 of paper 1, Jurisprudence, Interpretation and General Laws. 9.4. The Fundamental Elements of Crime The basic function of criminal law is to punish the offender and to deter the incidence of crime in the society. A criminal act must contain the following elements. 1. Human being. The first requirement for commission of crime is that the act must be committed by a human being. The human being must be under legal obligation to act in particular manner and be physically and mentally fit for conviction in case he has not acted in accordance with the legal obligation. Only a human being under legal obligation and capable of being punished can be the proper subject of criminal law. 2. Mensria The basic principle of criminal liability is embodied in the legal maxim actus non factarium nisi mens citria. It means the act alone does not amount to guilt. The act must be accompanied by a guilty mind. The intention and the act must both occur to constitute the crime. Mens rea is defined as the mental element necessary to constitute criminal liability. It is the attitude of mind which accompanies and directs the conduct which results in the actus reus. The act is judged not from the mind of the wrongdoer, but the mind of the wrongdoer is judged from the act. Mens rea is judged from the external conduct of the wrongdoer by applying objective standards. Supreme Court in Girjanath vs. State said that mens rea is a loose term of elastic signification and covers a wide range of mental status and conditions, the existence of which give criminal you to actus reus. Intention, negligence and recklessness are the important forms of mens rea. 1. Intention Intention is defined as the purpose or design with which an act is done. Intention indicates the position of mind, condition of someone at particular time of commission of offence and also will of the accused to see effects of his unlawful conduct. Criminal intention does not mean only the specific intention but it includes the generic intention as well. For example, A poisons the food which B was supposed to eat with the intention of killing B. C eats that food instead of B and is killed. A is liable for killing C although A never intended it. 2. Negligence Negligence is the second form of mens rea. Negligence is not taking care where there is a duty to take care. Negligence or carelessness indicates a state of mind where there is absence of a desire to cause a particular consequence. The standard of care established by law is that of a reasonable man in identical circumstances. What amounts to reasonable care differs from thing to thing depending upon the situation of each case. In criminal law, the negligent conduct amounts to mens rea. 3. Recklessness Recklessness occurs when the actor does not desire the consequence, but foresees the possibility and consciously takes the risk. It is a total disregard for the consequences of one's own actions. Recklessness is a form of mens rea. The word mens rea as such is not used in the Indian Penal Code, 1860. But the idea underlying in it is seen in the entire code. Generally, in the IPC, every offence is defined with precision embodying the necessary mens rea in express words. 
The mens rea or evil intent of the wrongdoer is indicated by the use of such words as intentionally, voluntarily, fraudulently, dishonestly, maliciously, knowingly, etc. There are many exceptional cases where mens rea is not required in criminal law. Some of them are as follows. A. Where a statute imposes liability. The presence or absence of a guilty mind is irrelevant. The classical view of that no mens rea, no crime, has long been eroded and several laws in India and abroad, especially regarding economic crimes and departmental penalties, have created severe punishment even where the offences have been defined to exclude mens rea. Many laws passed in the interest of public safety and social welfare imposes absolute liability. This is so in matters concerning public health, food, drugs, etc. There is absolute liability. Mens rea is not essential. In the licensing of shops, hotels, restaurants and chemists' establishments. The same is true of cases under the Motor Vehicles Act and the Arms Act, offences against the state like waging of war, sedition, etc b. Where it is difficult to prove mens rea and penalties are petty fines. In such petty cases, speedy disposal of cases is necessary and the proving of mens rea is not easy. An accused may be fined even without any proof of mens rea. c. In the interest of public safety, strict liability is imposed and whether a person causes public nuisance with a guilty mind or without guilty mind, he is punished d. If a person violates a law even without the knowledge of the existence of the law, it can still be said that he has committed an act which is prohibited by law. In such cases, the fact that he was not aware of the law and hence did not intend to violate it is no defence and he would be liable as if he was aware of the law. This follows from the maxim, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Corporate Body and Mens Rea with the proliferation in juristic persons and a growth in their activities which increasingly touch upon the daily lives of ordinary people, criminal law has evolved to bring such persons within its ambit. For example, according to Section 11 of the IPC, the word person includes any company or association or body of persons, whether incorporated or not. Thus, companies are covered under the provisions of the IPC. Virtually in all jurisdictions across the world governed by the rule of law, companies can no longer claim immunity from criminal prosecution on the ground that they are incapable of possessing the necessary mens rea for the commission of criminal offences. The criminal intent of the alter ego of the company or body corporate, that is, the person or group of persons that guide the business of the company is imputed to the company. In State of Maharashtra versus Messrs Syndicate Transport, AIR 1964 BOM 195, it was held that the question whether a corporate body should or should not be liable for criminal action resulting from the acts of some individual must depend on the nature of offence disclosed by the allegations in the complaint or in the charge sheet. The relative position of the officer 
or agent vis-à-vis -vis the corporate body and other relevant facts and circumstances which could show that the corporate body as such meant or intended to commit that act. 3. Actus Reus Act or Omission The third essential element of crime is Actus Reus. A human being and an evil intent are not enough to constitute a crime for one cannot know the intentions of a man. Actus Reus means overt act or unlawful commission must be done in carrying out a plan with the guilty intention. Actus Reus is defined as a result of voluntary human conduct which law prohibits. It is the doing of some act by the person to be held liable. An act is a willed movement of body. A man may be held fully liable even when he has taken no part in the actual commission of the crime. For example, if a number of people conspire to murder a person and only one of them actually shoots the person, every conspirator would be held liable for it. A person will also be held fully responsible if he has made use of an innocent agent to commit a crime. With this, we end part 2 of the audio lesson 9, Indian Penal Code 1960, of paper 1. Please do listen to the next part.